Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing this evening, ladies and gentlemen, on this May 11th, 2023, here to talk about everything mixed martial arts under the sun and to go over this past weekend's card and to cover the upcoming one. Now, before we get into that little bit of teetle-tattle, I was giving you guys an update about recent movies I've been seeing. And if you have not seen Evil Dead Rise, holy hell, do you have to check this out. 100% my favorite rated R horror of the year so far. I'm trying to think of any other ones that have come out this year, but... Feel like for the most part this year has been a dud not much competition but evil dead rise stands on its own please check it out saw it uh what was it yesterday no two days ago saw that and sisu um it's like a war movie s-i-s-u um i had a lot of inglorious bastard vibes coming from the movie just so over the top with these scenes uh, the killings, the guy that's just going bat-ish crazy. Definitely check out Sisu if you like the Glorious Bastards uh, genre. Very, very, um, what I want to describe it as a turn-off-your-brain movie. That was the vibes I was getting from as I was watching it. Really good. Out of a 10, I give it an 8.5, flat 9. I believe that's uh, pretty good. I don't have anything bad at all to say about the movie. But if that stuff is right up your alley, I don't really do the PG-13 romance drama. Romance drama, not really my thing. Uh, just the PG, kitty movies, romance, all that. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Anyways, yeah, check those two things out. Um, anything else that's going on, can't really think of too much but this past weekend let's just hop on right into a ufc 288 we had the reigning defending champion aljamain sterling coming in to face henry cejudo on a three-year hiatus of a return overall the fight was pretty much how i predicted it to go uh unanimous to not unanimous decision it was a split decision to aljamain sterling split decision after five five-minute rounds, um, Aljamain coming in 23-3 and record with Henry Cejudo at a 16-3. and uh, Neither guy had any knockdowns against each other. I definitely thought Henry Cejudo was going to get some knockdowns, but Aljamain Sterling, um, he is, throughout his career, he has never been a powerhouse guy, never really had those heavy hands, always really relied on his grappling, and it really did show in this fight. Uh, total strikes, Aljamain Sterling slightly outstriking Henry Cejudo, 186 strikes to Henry's 143, uh, significant strikes, he had 135 to Henry's 99, and then he went for 15 takedowns, Sterling getting four, Henry going for eight, getting three, and no submission attempts, so pretty much outlies how the fight honestly went from, from the get-go. Henry pressuring 
I know Aljamain Sterling starting off pressuring really hard in those first few rounds. Henry looking like he had a little bit of ring rust in there from that three-year hiatus period. But he really started to pick up as the rounds go on. Uh, but in the fifth round, one of the judges gave it to Aljamain Sterling. Don't know how he got to that conclusion because Henry got a takedown in that round, secured top position, and controlled the majority of the round. That was just really, really, really odd. But ooh, after this, will Aljamain Sterling get his due? Will people say that he is the uncrowned king and that he's a legitimate champ? No, I don't think people will still, people will still doubt Aljamain Sterling. And But he doesn't have to prove that anymore. Uh, he now is tied with the most consecutive bantamweight wins. I believe it's at three or four. Uh, the next fight is already um, already coming into fruition with Sugar Sean O'Malley taking on Aljamain Sterling. That is going to be a fantastic fight. I slightly favor Sean O'Malley in that one because of the hands, because of the striking. But whoo, that's going to be later on in the year, probably September. We'll talk about that then. And in the co-main event, uh, we were all giving praise for Gilbert Burns doing a quick three-week three turnaround, say that five times, against Hori Masvidal and taking this fight against Bilal Muhammad. Uh, he was looking good in the first two rounds. He went for that takedown, injured his shoulder, his left shoulder, I believe, and could never really get back into the rhythm. You saw that he never threw any more strikes with that hand. It looks like it was damaged pretty bad. He did a post on Twitter that he was going to see a doctor. Hopefully there's no surgery. And with that, Bilal Muhammad securing his place against the winner of Kobe Covington versus Leon Edwards later on. He's probably not going to fight till next year. Is he just going to sit out for the rest of the year? I mean, I, I don't think he should, but in this day and age with Kobe Covington sitting out for about a year and a half and being granted a title shot, I'm pretty sure Bilal Muhammad is just going to sit and wait, and I don't blame him. I would do the same thing. So congratulations to Bilal Muhammad. He got the decision victory over Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, speedy recovery. And the one other fight that I want to mention, Jessica Andrade taking on Juan, I can't even say her last name, Juan Johan. This was not the Jessica Andrade that I was guessing was going to show up. Not one bit. I thought that she was going to fight a little bit more technical, I want to say. Definitely coming in and just swinging from the hips from the opening gecko of the first round, uh, just willing to eat one to t uh, to give one, which is not the smart strategy at all for Jessica Andrade. Not too sure what her game plan was coming into this, but not the one I would have expected. Uh, Jan essentially leading the dance, backing up, hitting her with jabs, backing up, hitting her with jabs. But Jessica Andrade coming in with those looping hooks that were just not missing the target. I would have thought after the first four or five that she would have, you know, kind of picked up that she, she needs to change her game plan. But she kept doing this bull rush of rushing her down. It really had um, resemblances of Stipe Miocic when he knocked off Fabricio Verdun when he was like, you know, essentially he punched him while going backwards. Same thing happened here. Jan 
took a step back again for like the eighth time, jabbed her in the face, and then hit her with the hook. Descondrage went down, and the referee called it off. A fantastic performance by Jan. The next fight is definitely is is definitely gonna be her versus Zhang Weili. More than likely in China because we have two Chinese stars now, two that are at the top of the division. And her knocking out just Kondras more than likely secured that fight. Can't wait for that one as well. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know when Zhang Willie's going to be back, but she will definitely be back to defend her title whenever that may be. Now, that was this past weekend's UFC 288. This upcoming weekend's, we do have the fight night of Jarzino Rosenstruck version strike taking on the rising contender in Jalton Almeida everyone's saying this guy's going to be the next heavyweight champion we will see heavyweight is the most stacked it has possibly been with, with ever in the UFC this is the most stacked the heavyweights been of all time during the Randy Couture hours during the Brock Lesnar era during the Cain Velasquez it is the most stacked that it has ever been and Jalton Almeida getting this main event the UFC is obviously trying to make a name for this young gentleman, and I definitely see it. My money is on Jalton Almeida. He's 18-2. and two. Jarzino, he's been just showing that kind of like the Curtis Blade syndrome of getting to the tippy top of the mountain and then right before the title fight, just dropping it. So I have Jalton Almeida winning this one. And then Anthony Smith taking on Johnny Walker. It's going to be a barn burner. Can't wait for that one. There's no way that fight goes to the judges' scorecards. I'm taking Anthony Smith. I know he's 36-17, but they call him Lionheart for a reason, and that is my pick for that one. And if you're interested in anything else, uh, the third fight on the card, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, a.k.a. D-Rod, taking on Ian Gary, 11-0, bringing in that Conor McGregor persona on himself, really getting the audience fired up, hailing out of the same place as Conor McGregor in Dublin, Ireland. So definitely check that one out. He's definitely going to be a possible possible contender in the future. And, yeah, we will talk about that one again next week. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, give me some downloads. Give me any reviews, any other insights. And I will check you guys out next time. Peace.